The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. Fourteen twenty in the morning for this February 2nd, 2023. Thank you for letting us be a part of your morning. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks in your first purchase. February 2nd, she's Groundhog Day, Bill Murray, Puxatani, Phil, whatever the other ones are. Uh, the great thing about being a sports fan and watching sports on a consistent basis, like most of us do if you listen to these podcasts on a daily basis, which I hope you are, that uh, we kind of get in the habit of things. We know what's going to happen at night in, night out. In fact, year in, year out in the, in the sports world, it's not too hard to figure out. You know, uh, you have the... Uh, Groundhog Day scenario that Bill, Bill Murray in the movie. I've actually never seen the whole thing end to end. I've seen it piece to piece, but I've never seen it end to end. Maybe I'll do that later on today. But anyways, yeah, the great thing about being part of the sports world and watching sports is, yeah, is the consistency of it all. Like last night or yesterday, so let's start there. You had uh, Brad Marchand tripping off uh, Mitch Marner and the like and the Leafs and the whole bit. And then, of course, the uh, the Bruins, as they always do, they go and beat the the Leafs last night 5-2. Good hockey game, not a great hockey game, but it was a good game. Um until the Leafs can get over that that, that Bruins um, purse, I guess, and and get get past and slay the mighty dragon, the Leafs are going to be in trouble for a long time to come. Uh, they're probably going to be meeting the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round, so that's another formidable opponent that, that they got to try to get by. Last few years, they haven't been able to do so, but it's going to be a tough goal for for the Leafs and for Leafs fans, or else it's going to be Groundhog Day all over again come uh, come April. And it's a tough thing to say because they got such a great hockey team there, some great young players. But the uh, the way Marshawn was beacon Marner last night and the Leafs organization for overpaying three guys and uh, saying what I've been saying on this show for quite some time is that until the Leafs decide to um, spread the wealth a little bit i mean they're they're good contracts you, you can't you can't take the money away from guys they they earned every money every penny that they got but the uh, the bruins like i said before uh they took took some team friendly contracts and they've got the job done they've only had the one stanley cup like i said i think it was two days ago uh in 2011 with this core group but uh, they they're, they're licking the jar year in year out whereas the leafs haven't got past the first round since 2004 it's not that the current group's fault obviously that they haven't got past the first round since that year and haven't won a cup since 67 you can't even, you can't blame any of the regime or anything else. It's a, I think it's a culture thing in Toronto, or I don't know exactly what it is, but there's just some things that happen in the world of sports that uh, that are just Groundhog Day year in year out and. You know, you, you think of the droughts that that have happened over the years. You had the Boston Red Sox 87-year drought with the uh, with their World Series uh, drought with uh, the curse of the Bambino, the whole thing. Uh, I thought that was going to last forever. I thought that one was going to be a, a, an all-timer. I thought that was going to go on for a long, long time. They've since won three, but that, that 03 uh, game when, they, when Aaron Boone hit the home run into the midnight sky off off of uh, Tim Wakefield. I thought that that was one of those cursed things that just, this is bound to happen for years and years and years to come. But the next year in 04, when they, they did get it done, it was uh, it was quite a shock, especially being down three, nothing. I don't like talking about that world or that uh, ALCS a whole bunch for, for the obvious reasons, but the, uh, the, the things that happen in the world of sports that you just get used to year in and year out. Like I said, it's, 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 uh, it's a great thing to be a sports 
sports fan to see those kind of things. The other one that I kind of, uh, I've kind of alluded to a little bit in the past, I think maybe with 1420 Dave, we talked about it on our show at night, but uh, the, the great thing about uh, the, the, the one that I kind of wore next to the Wrigley field shirt today, uh, the Cubs and, and their world series drought that ended after that, that great world series in 2015 with the Cleveland Indians who have their own drought going on groundhog day for those fans is coming up right away as well uh, that they are probably not going to win a world series this year, made the playoffs last year and had a good run with a team that they don't, they don't pay much money for, but that's a, a groundhog day that I thought was never going to end either. I'm kind of sad that it did because the lovable Cubs and the lovable losers, like, like, uh, like they, they were called for years and years and years. They didn't seem to get anything done. And it was groundhog day for the, the Wrigley faithful at the, uh, that they weren't going to get it done. And then that year they almost, they tried to piss that world series away with Araldis Chapman, man, how the mighty have fallen there. Eh? <clears throat> a one-year deal with the Kansas city Royals. Like I still can't get over that, that uh, he's still going, I, I wouldn't even bother. I mean, a million bucks. He's made how many millions over the years and going to a team that's not going to win. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother personally with Araldis Chapman, but back to the Cubs that they, they, they got their world series. The people of, of uh, Chicago were quite happy with that. And the, the groundhog, they finally ended for them. And it, it's a, it's a crazy thing that that happened there. You just, you wonder why it, it's, it's tough being a sports fan, but you have to keep going out there year in, year out and hoping and the spring training's right around the corner. Pitchers and catchers report in, I think 12 days from now, uh, I think at Valentine's day. So maybe that'll be a, I won't forget this year, but that maybe that'll be a thing that uh, pitchers and catchers report. And it's always her uh, hope comes eternal or however the, the saying is. And you, you have, you have the thoughts that maybe you might win a world series and you might have a chance of winning, but the most teams don't, as I've stated before on the, uh, the foul tip show that there's already 10 teams that don't have a hope in hell of winning a world series. And so their groundhog day is going to continue for, a, for another few years. And there's nothing you can really do about it. It's just the way that the leagues are set up. And you, you look at game, you look at teams in the national hockey league and basketball and everywhere else that just don't make the playoffs. And you got, you got to commend fans who still go out year after year and week out or week after week and day after day or whatever it is, and still hope that their team, their team's going to get a win. Like you have to feel a lot for that Buffalo Bills, uh, uh, fan base, they, the the Bills mafia and the jumping on tables and the whole bit and and how they they come out year after year and the, with the hope that they're going to win a, a, an NFL championship and then this year they fall fell quite short. Uh, they haven't really licked the jar for a long time. Yeah, they made the three those four Super Bowls in a row. That would be heartbreaking, and and to, to go out and not be able to get it done, that's gotta that's gotta sting. It'd be a kick in the pills uh, to to not get it done year after year. But you gotta commend sports fans, like I said, to go out and you you hope and you you live and die with your team, and hope you don't take it too seriously, like Cowboys fans that who who are smashing TVs. I'm sure other fan bases do it as well, but for some reason, Cowboys fans are the only ones who really make it onto the onto the the uh, the Twitter machine or Facebook or wherever else it may be. But it's kind of why is that that they're the only ones who make actually make the uh the internet that's how old i am i call the internet still but why is that that uh, that only cowboys fans are the ones that uh end up on television doing the the stupid things and smashing their TVs. Nobody else seems to do it. But yeah, back to Bills fans. You got to feel for that fan base. How they're they're the I think they're they're one of the most loyal fan base there is in in, in football for a team that doesn't do any winning. And they they have the the rabid fans and they they love their team and they just don't get it done year after year. And you just wonder how many more years guys can put up with that kind of stuff and what it would take for some of those guys to. Uh, cause we had the, the Daryl on our show a few weeks back prior to their their the uh, Bills football game there, and you you just want 
wonder what it would take for some of these guys to say, that's it. I've had it. I'm not doing this. I can't do it anymore. Leafs fans are the same way, like watching the Bruins win last night. And uh, you just got to be thinking Leafs fans, it'll be all over TV today and all over uh, sports radio in Toronto about how the Leafs, what they got to do. And the panic's going to ensue no matter what. And they can't get it done against the Bruins. And you just wonder what's what's got, what's got to happen between now and the trade deadline. Uh, it's tough to win. Like we said before in national, in any, any league, cause the salary cap and this and that, but you wonder what the Leafs can possibly do or what the, what the uh, Cleveland Indians can possibly do or what the Buffalo Bills can possibly do uh, after trying to, you know, trying to year after year to get, get to, uh, their fan base and themselves a championship. I don't even think it's the fan base so much that the, that the, uh, the owners of these teams care about it's maybe getting a ring on their finger and the players getting a ring on their finger. Cause like I said before, most of these kids, when these droughts started, uh, they weren't even, they weren't around. Right. So it's not, it's not their fault at all that these, these droughts last as long as they do, but there's gotta be a bit of pressure on some of these teams to, to get it done and these players to get it done. You know, they're getting the contracts and like, and they hear it, they hear it night in night out that they can't get it done. And until they get it done, they haven't got it done. And it's, it might sound uh, as simplistic as that, but it's a, uh, it's the truth of the thing, but groundhog day, it's 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 daily thing around here i mean we come put these shows out for you guys you guys listen to everything's going way up the belly up network we're doing quite well the uh the funny thing about groundhog day is i don't really care what puxatani phil or balzac billy and i think there's one or two more groundhogs out there i've never understood how it all works if they go in their shot in their hole and back in their hole like where do they go after it's all done back to sleep probably right so i've never really understood how ground groundhog day works but i do know that it, uh, i know that spring's coming uh year after year no matter what spring starts for me uh when the pebble beach uh, pro-am starts the at&t pro-am uh, pebble beach california it's getting going uh, starting i think today actually yeah so that's that, that's to me has always been the first uh the first sign of spring i don't care what the what the groundhog say if i let a rodent uh, decipher my my life like well, i guess the the least uh, have marchand deciding how their lives go with brad marchand right but uh, the pebble beach pro-am starts today i should have found a pick for for uh, for uh, for your you guys on your betting sites, but I don't have one today. Uh, I heard that a lot of uh, the top name players aren't even going there this year, which is sad because it's such a great event with Bill Murray and the like and everybody else who who ends up going to that tournament. But it's always fun to uh, to watch that tournament. But like I said, that's my start to spring. A, a rodent isn't going to uh, decide my. Uh, what I wear in three or four weeks. It just doesn't make a whole bunch of sense. Anyways, on this day in 1997, Scotty Bowman becomes the first coach in NHL history to win a thousand games. Um, thing about Bowman, you know, going a little rant here. I think he's a bit overrated. He had some really, really good teams that he won with. You remember when he was in Buffalo, he didn't have a bunch of good players to win, and he didn't. Uh, he had some really, really good teams with the, the Montreal Canadiens back in the day. Then on to Pittsburgh. He's there for two years. I think he got the one cup there, and then he went on to Detroit. He got nine Stanley Cups overall, so he kind of knows what he's doing. But I think he kind of gets a pass because of all the great players he had. A lot of those teams, he probably could just open the gate, and then they went. I mean, those Detroit teams, they there, there were great great players without cups that were planning on going like they said get me to Detroit to their agents get me to Detroit and that was before salary caps happened so they were just pumping out Stanley Cups year after year yeah there was some great competition with the Colorado Avalanche uh, St. Louis was in was really really good good teams back then that didn't get to, to go anywhere because Detroit was so good and Colorado was so good but Bowman kind of to me is a bit overrated and he kind of gets a free pass in the whole thing I don't know if he how great of a coach he actually is like a lot of those teams he's opened the gate and those guys flew out like how great like the same with Glenn Sather, how he gets a free pass to being this great hockey mind. He had Gretzky, Curry, Messier, Furin, Nett, Anderson, and the like. So these these great all-time coaches. Let's just hit the brakes a little bit because I uh, 
I don't know how great they, they actually were. And happy 48th birthday to uh, Todd Bertuzzi, uh, most known for the Steve Moore hit, the, the thing in 2004, Colorado, Vancouver, West Coast Express. Bertuzzi was a hell of a player. Uh, great big guy. He had a, he, he had a great career. Like, he would have had a way better career. I think he ended up with 314 goals, 770 points in 1,159 NHL games. I think he would have had a much better career without, oh, without that Moore thing hanging over his head and people bringing that up. But we're not going to bring that up on his birthday. That's negative stuff. We won't bring it up 14 20 in the morning you should start your day off right with us and but uh yeah, happy birthday to todd bertuzzi uh those guys were great that's uh, morrison and um Oh, Naslin line with him, the West Coast Express out in Vancouver. And they should have done a little more damage than they did, but they had Dan Cloutche in that. You remember some of the stinkers that he put up. Anyways, thank you for letting us be a part of your morning. Got 14-20 Dave back in the, uh, in the in the sports bar tonight. And then a friend of ours, Brad Dersh, is joining us on the show as well. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, Going to just have some good old-fashioned sports bar chat tonight. No stats, none of that stuff. Just be a good, uh, good old-fashioned chat. Thank you for letting us be a part of your morning. Uh, and remember, everybody, have a good day, first of all. It doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. We'll talk to you later tonight. It's the, the word I'm looking for. Um, argumentative, as am I. I don't, I don't understand how that's argumentative. Like, no, I no, think no, the no, catchers. No no no. no, 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 no. Oh, sorry. The next. Oh, okay. If, if you were a catcher and a, and a pitcher shook you off, what would your response be? Well, like we've said on the podcast, my favorite movie, one of my favorite movies of all time is Bull Durham. Can you believe this motherfucker? He's pitched <laughs> yeah. on a two-header in the seventh inning, and he's shaking me off. Shaking me off. Here, here comes the deuce, is what he you says to me. <laughs> I agree, man. I agree. Throw that. Man, he, he teed off on that like he knew I was throwing it. He did. He did. <laughs> I told him. Uh, <laughs> next question, Dave. Um, uh, how do I word this properly? Okay, well, here it is. Um, you're going to a game, you and Jasper. Should an adult fan bring a ball glove to a game? <laughs> Not to a Bulls game. A Not ball to game. a Bulls game. Yeah, to a ball game, yes. Like so, like the the games that I've brought my son to are bulls. But if we were as a one, it, it'd be a fun thing to do. I would not do it, but I I would I would forgive a father for take being with his family and uh, and carrying a ball glove. I I personally think if. If the father and son, uncle, nephew, um, uncle, whoever wants to bring a glove, like the girls, I think, the, the mom, I think yeah. that if 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 an adult and a child.